Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? I am Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News, and we are rolling. Welcome back. We're so excited that everyone's back. This is a movement to share good news, and we are growing every single week with a new episode on iTunes and Spotify, and now also on Stitcher and Outcast. We are so excited about that. Today, I'm so excited for podcast number 57. We are focusing on kindness. One of my favorite things to spend energy on these days. You guys know I love to talk about this. We are going to be talking about it with a woman who is single-handedly changing lives with one little word at a time. With me now from New Jersey is that woman. She's an inspiring entrepreneur. I love her brand so much. You guys are going to love her too. Please welcome the founder and CEO of Little Words Project, Adriana Carrig. Welcome to the podcast, Adriana. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing well, enjoying the weather and chill and all that good stuff. Good. I know. I love that you're in New Jersey, so we're close to each other on the East Coast here. So tell us, what is Little Words Project? Because I love everything you guys are doing, but I want to get the word out because I think this is so important. So what is Little Words Project? Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, so Little Words Project is a pay it forward movement more so than it is a jewelry item, but it is that as well. Um, We are all about spreading kindness and positivity in the female world. So every bracelet has a different inspirational word on it. And the idea is for our customer to pick a word that means something to her. She then wears that word for as long as she needs it and then passes it on one day to someone who needs it more than she does. So really great um, pay it forward concept if I do say so myself. And then the best part actually is that every single one comes with a little number on the back of the text. And that number is used used to register the bracelet on our mobile app or website where the customer can then track and see where her bracelet goes as it moves from person to person. So I um, love all that. It's so good. And I love my bracelet so much. And so does my daughter. But tell us a little bit more about you. Like, where did this come from? What was your background? Were you in the jewelry business? I already know the answer to that. But tell us a little bit about your background and your story. Yeah. So no, I wasn't in the jewelry business. Um, I had actually just graduated from college in 2012 and I was kind of in that space after college where I wasn't really 100% sure what I was going to do. I had always thought I was going to be a lawyer. So I did take the LSAT and I was going through the process of studying for that. Um, I'd also studied for the GRE thinking maybe I would just go to get my MBA and, you know, just kind of debating whether I should be continuing with school or not. Um, And, you know, I had started a version of this in my college sorority back when I was in college. And we had been using them to pass them amongst ourselves to kind of share kindness and spread love amongst ourselves. Um, And once I had graduated, I noticed the girls were still doing it and they were promoting it on Instagram, which was like a brand new app at the time. And I was giving them ideas on how to track the bracelets if they use a certain hashtag. And I really was just so intrigued by the concept of bringing it to the masses that one day I 
said to my now husband, I was just like, you know what? I think I, I want to do this. Like, I think I want to launch this and just see what happens. You know, I think, um, I asked the, the sorority at the time if they would mind since it became so iconically their sisterhood. Um, but they were all so supportive as the true sisterhood that we were. They completely helped me launch it and shared the link as soon as it launched um, to all of their Facebooks and social media. So it really started from a place of true female empowerment and sisterhood. And I think that's just what we've held on to since that time. Um, but yeah, no, my background, I was an English major in college and then I was, I was working part-time in, mar well, full-time actually in marketing um, while I was debating what I was going to do moving forward and was able to kind of get this going as my side hustle for a little while until it became a full-time job. So pretty crazy. <laughs> That's, it's so incredible. And I, I love the, the, the hustle and the, the scrappiness, especially in the beginning. I love hearing you talk about you were living, living with your parents. Tell us what was going on with your side hustle when you were living with your parents. Like paint us the picture of what it was really like, what you were actually doing, beating the bracelets and how you were working a full-time job and then starting this business on the side. I love all this. Yeah. So, um, oh my gosh, I was commuting in and out of the city. Um, and I lived in New Jersey with my parents at the time. And, um, so I would get home at like seven o'clock and I would eat dinner quickly and then I'd go downstairs and I'd start making bracelets. Um, my mom would help. She would help me separate the beads at the time I was buying the beads from craft stores and I had, I didn't have my own suppliers or anything like that. So I was just literally going in and my mom would help me separate all the letters because they came in a mixed bag. Um, we would make sure they were perfectly filled in and nice and, um, edited, if you will. And we just started making them, you know, we were making them from like eight o'clock at night to about 12 in the morning. And then my dad, my, my whole family were, were night owls still to this day. It's very hard for me to go to bed before like 1am. It's such poor sleep hygiene, but I'm working on it. Um, but the whole crew was working on bracelets. Um, and then my dad would ship them from like 12 to 1 a.m. He would package them up and get them out the door. The next day he would put the, deposit them in the mailbox right outside of their office. Um, and I would go to work and it was just like that for a, a good portion of time. I would spend my weekends working, making bracelets. Um, I did that. I was personally making bracelets for the first years of business. Um, the first year was in my parents' house. Then my, my, again, now husband, my boyfriend at the time, we moved into a studio apartment in Jersey City together and I was still full-time. Then I went to part-time with this other job and hired my first two kind of assistants to help me work in-house. Um, but we didn't fully, I didn't stop beating bracelets myself until like year three, which was, you know, we're at six years in. So it's been about half the time now that I've not personally had to make bracelets, but every once in a while, if I have to get in there and get my hands dirty, I will. I know you're still scrappy. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. I get your hands dirty. Absolutely. So Adriana, who were you selling this to in the beginning? Were you selling this to just like your friends or like who was buying them in the beginning? How did you even have sales? Oh yeah. Well, I think it's largely, I mean, I will say it was that support system that I had with the sorority launching it with me. So I launched it on November 11th of 2013, which was a strategic date since it's right before um, holiday. So I knew I would be able 
to kind of capitalize on that holiday market. Um, and the girls, I mean, I had like 60 women putting, posting the link on their Facebook page, making people feel, you know, like it would be a good product to gift for their, you know, friends and family. So it just took off. I mean, I, my first orders, yeah, of course I had relatives in my first batch of orders that I remember well. Um, but beyond that, it was people I didn't know. We were actually profitable in our first month. That's incredible. That does not always happen, right? Especially in the jewelry business. So what do you think it was about your bracelet that made you stand out from all the other bracelets that are on the market? What was it? Was it yeah. just all the feels we all get with these, with these amazing bracelets or what do you think it is? I think it was part that. Um, I think it was also that we were bringing back a look that had been done before, but we were doing it in a new way. So it was this nostalgic experience that women of all ages could really get behind. I mean, it isn't just for young, you know, and people in the very beginning, I, I, I fought a little bit of an uphill battle where people said, well, maybe you should do like a gold bar and stamp the letters on it. Or maybe you should do, you know, basically naming all things that were being done in the marketplace already. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted it to feel unique, but I also wanted it to be a part of it. And I think that's what got people excited about it. I think it was like, wait, this is, this is new and different yet similar and comforting. So I think people loved that. I also think it, like you said, it's all the feels and the messaging behind it that got people excited. And it just thankfully, you know, took off. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's been a, it, you know, I consider it to be a slow burn. Um, but you know, we've, we've managed to get to where we are today, you know, which is, oh my God, I like, six times the, the, you know, where we were then 10 times where we were in the very beginning, 10 times. No, more than that. I, I can't do math, but we're not, we we're, we're not, math, we're not, we're not math wizards here. Right. No. But we, no, it's good. We get it. We get it. You're, you're doing so well. You're so, your success is so inspiring. So I'm obsessed with all the words that you guys pick that. So if anyone goes on your website, they can see how many great options, all the different words. I love all the words. I, all the words resonate with me as a mom, as a businesswoman, all the stuff, right? All the feels It is like so up my alley, which is why I was so excited to talk to you. But how do you pick all these words? Because they're so good. They're so spot on. What goes into the thinking? Like, how do you pick them all? There's so many good ones. So this, like everything else, we had started actually with being completely made to order and customizable. So customers were getting their own words whenever they went on the website. They could put any word they wanted, which was great, except for scalability. It was very hard to grow because I couldn't keep things in stock since I had to make them all to order, which means that the labor component of the product was even harder than anything else. So... Eventually, after about a year, we had to stop doing make-to-order, make which was good, um, but customers have still, to this day, will say, in the very beginning, you used to let me make my own. Can I do that now? And so we've had to bring back little customization days and so on and so forth just to appease that customer, but I digress. Back to your question. Um, 
with those custom orders, we were able to get a feel for what words were being ordered the most. And that's kind of what helped us determine what our 30 words would be. And so three years ago, we had 30 words. Then last year, we brought it down to 20. And now we're down to 10. But we do pepper in new words every month. So we really try to keep it fresh. But our 10 core words, I mean, they're words like strength and be happy and uh, fearless and grateful. And they're just words that, I mean, to this day are still our number one. I mean, strength is our number one best-selling word because we really all could use a little bit of strength. So it's really just like listening to the customer, seeing what they want and pivoting as need be. Yep. Always about the pivot. It's so good. So Adriana, if you had to pick one, what would be your favorite word? If you had to pick one. My favorite word is believe. Um, I truly believe that you cannot accomplish anything in this world um, or in your life or anything, any, anything on your list of goals unless you believe and know that you can. Um, I think it all starts with that and knowing that you can do something, believing in your heart that it's possible is going to be the thing that gets you what you ultimately desire, um, or at least inspires you to keep going until you get there. So believe has got to be my favorite word. That's a good one. I love that one too. So I know giving back is so important to you and to your mission and to your brand. And I totally, I, I love that about you guys and what you're doing. So let's talk about the block. So I am the president on the board of the block and I've got a vice president and a treasurer right now and we're bringing on one other person um, to help us create that content. But essentially, you know, I had grown up my entire life dealing with negativity from other girls. You know, I was basically bullied from a very young age all the way through college. Um, but it was the college time period that really struck me the hardest because I felt like, wait a minute, this is supposed to be a time where I'm coming into myself and I am getting to know myself a little better. And here I have all of these people trying to bring me down. And a lot of it was competitive and just cruelty. And it was, it was, it was even worse than when you were a kid because when you're a kid, like, yes, you're, it's your formative years, you're, you're adjusting to life and to hear things negative about you or to see people being mean to you really, really does stick with you. But when you're in college and you're supposed to be past all of that, it really just feels grimy and it feels like, wait a minute, like for real, like, is this life, you know, is this really what it's going to be? And I just hated that mentality and I felt like there was no space outside, luckily for me, outside of my sorority, I did have a really great sorority and a group of girls that, you know, sororities get a bad rap, but I had a sisterhood truly that respected each other. And I do think that it had a lot to do with the fact that we, not to say the bracelets did it, but that we were so committed to keeping each other happy and making each other feel good because we did deal with a lot of negativity from without. And that, you know, is very real. You know, when other, when, when, when girls are in groups, they tend to be against each other. And we really try to stick to the concept of be kind to everyone, live our lives as best we can and not worry about what others have to say about us. Um, but I got the brunt of it for sure. And that's largely because I was the face of recruitment, the face of, you know, the sorority and the chapter in itself. So I just, I just remember like I would, I would be up at night crying. Um, I couldn't, you know, keep myself from being unhappy, you know? And so I really wanted to get to a place where I could provide um, 
that kindness to the girls around me. And I felt like there was something that was needed at the collegiate level for women everywhere to have that same kind of sisterhood if they weren't finding it in their sorority or if they didn't want to join a sorority or if they weren't on a sports team or if they just wanted somewhere to go and find that companionship. So that's kind of where the block, that's a very long-winded way of getting to why the block was started. But it's really supposed to be that safe place for women on college campuses that if they are going through difficulty or if they don't feel like they know how to, um, you know, grow on their own, that they have this other group that can help them grow with, with them, you know, and that's really what it's about. It's, it's a curriculum based nonprofit. Um, so every semester there's, there's uh, four different sessions and every two weeks you meet and we go through all the little elements of becoming a woman at that stage. It's leadership, it's confidence development, it's just developing who you are and what your goals are for your future. And it's just stuff that you don't learn in college and that you don't really focus on in sororities. And if it weren't for the fact that I had such a good support system, I probably wouldn't have been able to make it through my experience in college, you know? So I just felt like it was super important. And that's where the block came from um, in and of itself. And I've always, when starting this, we always wanted to give back. I mean, I used to have every month we'd work with a new nonprofit and give a portion of sales to that nonprofit. That got to be really hard when we grew. Um, so we really wanted there to be something that, um, you know, could exist just for us and for the women who really, really needed it. And so that's where the desire to, to give back every single, you know, a dollar from every single bracelet is going to the nonprofit now. And that's such a cool thing to be able to say. Yeah. And how is it doing? How's it growing since you started? I know it's fairly new. So with each dollar from each bracelet, how is it going so far? It's going really well. Um, it's definitely very new and it's very hard for me as I'm finding and discovering to make sure that I'm on the ball with both the business and the nonprofit. So I'm so lucky and fortunate to have the team on the nonprofit that we have developed and we're still looking to develop it further. Um, we also are looking for girls to apply to start their own block chapters on their campuses. We're calling them block parties. Um, so, you know, if there are collegiate girls listening and they're interested in you know, starting this club, you know, we really support the, the girls who start it and, you know, we'll be doing um, campus visits and speaking tours and we're going to be doing off-campus retreats um, and really fun things. So, you know, we're always looking for people to work with when it comes to the block. Um, but yeah, what we've been able to donate thus far has really just made a difference on what we're able to do. I mean, have staffing people is definitely hard <laughs> without any money. So um, we're looking for grants and all the good stuff that goes into running a nonprofit, but it just makes, it makes you feel really good too, that, that we are giving back in such a, in right. such a real and you're part of You're part of what you call the nice girl gang. I love that gang, the nice girl oh, gang. It's absolutely. so good. So good. We have to grow that gang. So it's good. So I really want to talk about your parents. I feel like they need to be discussed today. Um, they seem like they're such a big part of your story, your mom and your dad, especially in the early days. But what has their support meant for your whole movement overall, would you say? Oh, my God. Um, I couldn't have, I, I wouldn't be who I am today without my parents and all of their quirks and, you know, all the positives, all the negatives. I mean, I think that I 
adopted the best and the worst of both of them to be who I am. And that's, I guess, how we all are when we, you know, as, as we grow up, we become our parents in a way. And I'm grateful for that because, you know, my mom, my mom's been probably my biggest inspiration my whole life. She's a Mexican immigrant, came here when she was 18 years old, didn't speak a lick of English, came from a very um, unfortunate uh, economically upbringing um, and is now, you know, running her own multi-million dollar business. I mean, it's not hers personally, but she is the manager and has been just, it's just to see her growth and what she was able to accomplish from where she came from always made me feel not necessarily a burden because that's the wrong word, but it made me feel kind of like, like there was an onus on me to go from where she, the life she provided me to even further and beyond. And that's always what she wanted for me. And I just have always felt that desire to do it, you know? So she's inspired me in that way. And if it weren't for her lifestyle and her bringing us back to Mexico every year, and I have like 37 cousins in Mexico, my whole family's still out there. So it's really amazing to have that experience and to really ground you and remind you of our blessings in this country and what I'm, what I was able to accomplish because of her sacrifices. Um, so that was first and foremost. And that's, I mean, every mom sacrifices in some way. Right. So there was that. And then, you know, my dad and, and just their, their, their contributions of their time and their energy and their willingness to let me work out of their basement for a year and, having me come home and tell them, Hey guys, I'm not going to law school, but I'm going to be in your basement for the next year. And God only knows where that's going to take me. Um, and for them to come back and say, all right, well, how can we help has been just so incredible. Um, and though their contributions weren't financial because I, it was very important to me to do this on my own. Um, you know, with, of course they helped here and there whenever I like looked at my bank account was like, how is this possible? How am I doing so much work? And then I pay all these taxes. <laughs> and I was like, you know, my dad was like, see, you know, now you get what it's like to be an adult. Um, so they'd help me in those moments as far as financials were concerned, but it was just such an incredible experience to have them as my parents and to have their support still to this day. Um, it's and just, are, they on, are they on your staff now? Are they working for Little Words Project? No, no, they, they definitely, they were, they were big in the growth phase. Um, my mom says every day that she'll come work for me, you know, once she retires, but she's, she's pretty, pretty needed at her, in her current role. And my dad actually runs his own business himself. Um, he's a, he's a billing consultant and he has got five different doctors that he works with and all that stuff. So he has always led this entrepreneurial life that I've witnessed that yeah, you, know, you, you had a little taste of that, right? I definitely had a taste of it. And to see his lifestyle, like I love that he was able to work on his own time. And, you know, I've definitely made my lifestyle a little more structured than his, but seeing him kind of create a life for himself that worked for him was really a um, inspiration. I just knew I was never going to be like a nine to fiver. You know, I just never or at least I, I thought maybe I could be one day when I was like thinking about law school, but that's just because I was argumentative my whole life and everyone was like, you could be a lawyer, <laughs> like, I guess, <laughs> but I could also be a business owner, evidently, just have to, you know, work out the kinks. <laughs> so, yeah. So I want to, I really want to talk about your incredible husband, Bill, who I feel like, I feel like I've gotten to know him through Instagram, yeah. um, but let's talk about just as an entrepreneur, as a, as a woman entrepreneur, how important has it been to have such a supportive spouse like Bill? 
Oh my gosh. Well, you know the answer to that question. I think everyone knows it. It's, it's, it's paramount to being able to do this, you know, having, be, it's one thing to be single and to be just grinding and going after it and, and figuring it out. And I think, you know, power to all the women out there that are doing that. And it is very much so possible to do it without someone. But if you have someone and that someone is anything but supportive, it becomes an impossibility, you know? So I'm so lucky that I, you know, one, that I have this supportive husband who is understanding of my experience and like me having to maybe work late and he has a very demanding job himself so we're both just in this prime this this hustle and bustle of life to get there um but the fact that he is also willing to get his hands dirty and he'll spend his weekends coming into the office and helping me hang something on the wall that you know we need for inventory or helping me make bracelets. I mean, in the beginning, he was there with me during Black Friday sales, making those bracelets and just helping be, you know, just being incredible. And and he's been my rock and my support through all of it. And even as we carry on into new phases of life and, you know, we're, we're trying to start a family and there's that component that, you know, isn't the easiest when you are super stressed out and trying to also run a business. So, He's just been so incredible. He's been my rock. And I, I don't know what I would have done without him. Um, and I always am so impressed by women who are out there, you know, doing it on their own too. You know, I think there's something to be said for that as well. But if you, if you are doing it with a partner, it's so incredible to make sure that they are, you know, supportive of you. And if they're not, it's talking to them about it and making sure that they understand how important their support is. Um, but I, I got lucky. I hit the jackpot in every, every sense of the word. He's also really cute too. So we I love him there. so is his brother. So is his brother. Oh my oh, God. Hilarious. I love, I love all, I feel like I know your, your whole crew on Instagram. Yeah, so good. I'm sure. So <laughs> I'm pretty when, what would you say Adriana was like, did you have a pinch me moment where there was all of a sudden you sort of stopped and said like, I think I'm onto something here with these bracelets. Like, was it, a huge order? Was it like a store reaching out or what was it when you sort of thought, Oh, I think this is going to work out. You know, it was, it was in the very beginning actually when I started getting registrations, like once we had started, you know, in the very beginning, the the tracking component of it was all on Instagram. And I was like, this isn't going to be sustainable because I'm using this third party thing to track these bracelets. It's not going to work. So we created an app and a website to start giving people the chance to enter in their word, their code, their word, their story. And once I started seeing those registrations come through and seeing these women of all ages, that's when I started realizing, okay, like I'm not just making this little like trendy style bracelet. Like I'm making something that's going to change people's lives and having people to this day, they'll, they'll come back to me after six years. They're still wearing one of their bracelets. They got at my first street fair in Hoboken or whatever. It's like incredible to see that, you know, I'm not bothered that they haven't passed it on because they still needed it, but they're just like, this has been the only piece of jewelry I wear every single day. I'm like, really? You know? And in those moments, it's like, holy crap, we really are onto something, you know? And then everything else that comes at us is truly just extra. It's, it's funny because like the girls laugh at me that I'm very even keeled. Like I, I'm kind of, because I'm in it, I don't really, I appreciate everything, but I, I've been kind of, um, 
I've been kind of numbed by a lot of it, just being a business owner, being in the hustle and bustle. It's very hard to realize like how much success we're having and to like appreciate it. So every once in a while I have to stop to do that. So I do love these kinds of questions, but you know, we recently worked with Nike and I was like, how is it possible that this happened? And they reached out to us and yet as it's happening, I'm very even keeled. And, you know, it's, it's great that I have the team that I have because they keep me excited. You know, Mariah, my, you know, my brand director is also one of my best friends and she's such a great hype woman. You know, she'll remind me like Adriana, do you remember when you were in your parents' basement? I'm like, Oh my God, you're right. And now we've got people like Nike and, and major department stores picking us up. And it's like, Oh my God. Okay we're onto something. And so every day it's a little moment of we're onto something, but it started with that first registration for sure. Yeah. It's so incredible. So this is something that's on my mind a lot because I get this question and I, sh- I kind of feel like you would too. So you and I, you know, my whole podcast is Nina's got good news. I'm a super positive person. Um, I really always find the silver lining and I feel like you and I are kind of similar in that. That even though, like you said, you were bullied, but you turned it around and you made it into something so incredible and you're changing lives and you're making an impact. But every once in a while, you know, you and I will have a bad day. And so how do you, what do you, how do you feel when like all of a sudden one day, like you don't really want to be super positive or maybe you're not, maybe you're not your kindest that you can be on that day. I sort of struggle with this. And just curious, you know, how you handle that. Girl, you're speaking my language. I experience this so much more now than I ever have, Um, especially going through this journey of fertility and trying to conceive. um, It's an added layer to this whole experience because I'm usually super... I'm usually super open and and willing to share everything like on my social media and, you know, everything I'm going through. And I, I, I've talked about it occasionally on certain podcasts um, and haven't really talked about it yet on social um, because I feel like I just, I don't want to yet. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do what I feel is right for me. And I think that I apply that to everything when I'm having a bad day, which I'm the reason I even share that is because they're, they're a lot more frequent now. Um, when I'm having a bad day, if I'm going to feel a certain way, or if I'm not on my A game, then I'm going to give myself permission to feel that way. And I might even give myself permission to not answer a single email or decide that, you know what, today I'm going to stay in bed till 11 in the morning because what I have done and what I have built enables me to do that. And if the fire is going to, if things are going to go up in flames at the office, then guess what? We can put it out tomorrow or we can put it out later and I can I can do what I need in this moment because it is so important, especially as women, that we're constantly giving ourselves the the permission to recharge our batteries. I think there's such a responsibility for us to feel like we have to be super people. And I I mean, you as a mom, I'm sure experience it tenfold. Um, And it's just, you know, you've got to just give yourself that you got to give yourself the right to just not be happy for a little bit, you know, or not be, you know, you don't have to be mean to anyone. If you don't want to be your nicest, you know, you don't have to go out of your way, but you know, just experience, feel what you got to feel and be okay with that. You know, if it's a, if it's a breakdown in the shower, then girl break down, you know, if it's a, 
if it's a if it's a staying in bed late, then stay in bed. I only say that. I'm saying that over and over because I literally stayed in bed this morning till like 10 o'clock. And I was like, I don't even care that I have a podcast at noon. I'm going to be fine. I just want to chill. <laughs> um, and sometimes you have to you have to give yourself that 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 leeway. I think it's so important because if you're not going to give it to yourself, who will? You know, like you're expected to do everything. So no one else is going to say, it's okay, Adriana, take the day off. You have to be the one to do that. And it's super, super important that you show up for yourself in that way. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think it's, it's good. You're giving us permission, both you and I, to have a bad day. And I, we do. And yeah. I try to share that and be real about it too. But it is interesting that people sometimes even ask me, do you ever have a bad day, Nina? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Are you kidding? I, have, yeah. I, I think some, honestly, not to sound like dismal, but I definitely have, I have, sometimes I have more bad days than I do good, but it's about how you bounce back from those bad days. Yes. Like, Resiliency, right? Resiliency is huge. And I think that that's something you, you nurture and it's by finding the things that bring you back to life. You know, lately for me, it's been yoga. It's been acupuncture. It's like my non, it's my, I've been reading my book at night. Like oh, that's I used, so good. Yeah. I used to watch like, you know, and I still do, but like I used to just. Your Bravo, like, your Bravo yeah, TV well, shows. Yeah. Let me start on Bravo and Housewives. Like uh, when Jersey Housewives come back, I might take that back because that's my favorite. But I'm like, I, I don't even care about the shows I'm missing. And now I'm just like, you know what? I need my nighttime decompression, read my book. I'm reading The Goldfinch right now. And I'm really excited to see the movie. And I'm just like nurturing myself in whatever way feels damn good because there's too many things out there that'll bring you down. And if you allow them to take control, you will stay down. So you have to do what you can to bring yourself up when the timing feels right. You know, it's also totally okay to cry into your pillow. <laughs> so it's really whatever you want to do. That's how it was my life. I think in your next life, you need to be a motivational speaker. You're so good. Oh gosh, I don't know about that, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe in your next life. Um, right. What's been the biggest challenge for you? And then how did you overcome that challenge? Honestly, I'm still living that challenge and I think I'm going to live it every day. Um, it's, it's managing a team and it's hiring the right people and it's finding talent and it's inspiring people to make your dream their dream. I think that's been the downright hardest part about being a CEO. It's what's had me doubt that I can be a CEO. Um, you know, sometimes I wonder like if I'd be better off just hiring someone who knows how to do this and I go and, you know, come in with ideas, but that's when I'm in that season of doubt and I want, you know, and I go through those, you know, just as everyone does. Um, but it's definitely been finding the right, the right people for the right seats on the bus, you know, and that's been the single hardest thing. And I don't even know that I have overcome that yet. You know, I think that I'm, I'm literally right now currently looking for someone to be my head of operations and business development and get us, you know, be the person that can put out the fires if I just can't. And um, doing that and finding someone who's willing to do that while also being mindful of the cost that the business takes on by hiring new people and what that dynamic then shift is with amongst the group of women that are already working here and making sure that it's the right. Thing. I mean, it's truly mind boggling to me how people will do it, but you know, I've just kind of managed to put one foot in front of the other every day. Um, I'm doing what I can to learn how to do it better, you know, reading the right books, um, 
making sure that I am constantly nourishing my leadership side of myself and doing whatever I can to, to soak up information so that I can do it. <laughs> because sometimes you just need that little extra oomph to make you believe in yourself. And it's just, it's knowledge, you know? So I've been just trying to teach myself and seek out opportunities and places that can teach me those lessons so that I can be better at it for sure. So tell us a little bit about some of the stores. You mentioned some of the department stores that sell your amazing bracelets. Give us, give us the lowdown on where they can get your bracelets, what stores, and then I also want to talk about some of the collaborations you do too. Yeah, so we are available online through our website, um, but we're also available nationwide in independent retailers. Um, and by the time this podcast launches, we will have already launched in Nordstrom nationwide. So we are really excited about that. Um, that's our first true first major launch. Um, and you know, the bracelets are going to fit so perfectly in on their main floor. And so if you have a Nordstrom near you, that's definitely a great place to check it out. Um, as well as all of our little mom and pop boutiques as well. So to find those, you would just go onto our website, look under retailers and you can type in your zip code and see a store that carries them near you. It's definitely fun to see them in person, shop and, and look and feel for sure. Um, but yeah, that's the best place to reach us as far as, or to find the product in person. Um, but then, you know, reaching out to us, you know, we're, check us out on Instagram uh, at Little Words Project um, and even me at Adriana Carrig if you want some more of that female empowerment inspiration um, or just the behind the scenes of like what a human being does when they're not being a business owner, like my husband and my dog chasing a fly around our house, which was literally my last night story. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, we're always looking for, we're always looking to interact with our community in whatever way possible. Yeah. I love that. And Nordstrom's just opened in our town. So um, anyone that's in Connecticut, make sure you go check it out. Check out Little Words Project at Nordstrom's here in Norwalk, Connecticut. So how did you know, speaking, you know, you mentioned your Instagram, so we'll put everything in the show notes at Little Words Project. And then of course, following Adriana at Adriana Carrig. that'll all be in the show notes. But how did you know, and maybe again, you didn't overthink it, maybe it just happened organically, that Instagram would basically be the best marketing tool, the best marketing resource for you guys? I mean, was that just, that just happened and you just kept that going? And luckily again, like with Bill, you hit yeah. the spot with Instagram, it all worked out. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that there's a level of, of luck that goes into anyone's success. You know, anyone who claims that their luck wasn't involved is probably not as humble as they should be because I can't take full ownership for how great things have turned out for us. And there, we still have a ways to go. So I'm sure luck will be on our side in the future as well. Um, but when it comes to the Instagram component, yeah, like truly it had launched when I had launched. Like it launched maybe three or four years before us, but it was back when people didn't even realize what it was. Like even I at first thought it was an editing app. Like I didn't know that you were posting pictures publicly <laughs> um, until one day someone was like, oh, I like all your selfies. I'm like, what? Like I thought I was just editing pictures of myself, but I was posting them, very strange. Um, but you know, that was in the very way beginning. And then it just started to make sense for the brand because like I said, I at first thought the bracelets would be trackable on Instagram. And then as it started building 
momentum, it became very clear that it's kind of dangerous to have this third party thing controlling a component of the business. So I had to kind of shift gears there, but you know, the Instagram wave took off and we were there at the very beginning with it. Um, but also it's important to note that we never went the route of purchasing followers, you know, trying to succumb to that component of having an Instagram, worrying about, you know, how many people were on board. If they weren't authentic, if they didn't really want to follow us, we didn't want them. So while we've been around for six years, we only have 50, you know, about 50,000 followers, which is a lot, don't get me wrong, but for the type of business that we are and the type of growth that we've seen, you would think it'd be more, but the beauty is those 50,000 followers, they're not, they're not buying a bracelet and then never showing up again. They're literally coming back for every holiday, every birthday, every, every friend's new baby, every wedding, and they're buying in crazy bulk. Um, and it's like, even to me, I'm like, this person really just dropped $700 on bracelets. Like I wouldn't even do that, <laughs> but it's incredible that these people are super organic. So I do, I do have Instagram to thank for giving us that platform to reach so many people in a real time way. You know, if you, if you watch us on stories, you're going to see me probably looking a mess, like in my t-shirt and jeans, which is what I'm wearing right now. Um, playing with the bracelets and, and working behind the scenes and you know our names, you know what we like to do on the weekends because we're super transparent and Instagram has provided us that platform to do it for sure. I know it's so good. I love that community and I love following you guys. So everyone's going to be following you guys now after this podcast for sure. But tell us what's next for Little Words Project. We know you're, you're in Nordstrom now by the time this podcast comes out, but what else is in store? What's next for you guys, Adriana? Yeah. So, um, well, we're going to keep, keep putting our, our, our feet on the pavement and, and getting this out to as many people as humanly possible. Um, one of the big things that we're going to be launching by the time this launches, it'll probably be a, a few days out. Um, but we are going to be launching customization back to the website year round. So if you wanted to get a bracelet with your child's name on it or with anything that means something to you, you are now able to do that on our website, which we hadn't allowed um, since the very, very beginning. So we're going back to our roots essentially because so many people are in, are in need and are in search of that word that just means something to them that can live on their wrist forever. So we're super, super excited about that. Um, and then, you know, potentially dabbling a little bit in a higher end version of the brand, you know, to make sure that we grow with our customer at every stage of her life and can give her something, you know, if she's looking for something a little more subdued or a little classier, we want to be able to give her that as well. So a lot of fun things coming, building out the block as much as possible, continuing to expand our team, hopefully getting more into more and more retailers nationwide and just becoming that bracelet that truly lives on everyone's wrist so that, you know, if you do meet someone in line at Starbucks, which already happens, you know, but it'll be so commonplace, so second nature to maybe do a little bracelet swap or pass on a word that means something to you, but you think could maybe help this perfect stranger um, get through their day. I think that is going to be how we actually see real change happen and how we see, you know, the bracelets truly changing the world, if you will. <laughs> well, we all love our bracelets so much. And if anyone wants to if they're listening now and they want to get a bracelet, if you could share our promo code with everyone, Adriana, I really would love to just keep this, the impact and the movement that you guys are making. I just want to keep it growing and keep spreading it. So 
share with everyone the promo code that we are offering today for all of our listeners. Absolutely. So if you wanted to check out um, littlewordsproject.com and go ahead and purchase any bracelets, um, you can go ahead and use the code goodnews10 for 10% off your order. Yay. Oh my God. We're so excited. That's going to be so great. And honestly, it is the best gift you can give someone. I think it's so good to gift these bracelets. Not only do I love them, but I love giving them to people. I think um, it's such a great gift and it means so much. And also just, I just love being part of the nice girl gang. You know, it's just so good to be part of something that's bigger than all of us. And I think sometimes just, you know, one bracelet at a time, you've done this. So um, I just want to thank you so much, Adrienne. I'm so inspired by you and you just, I feel so connected to you in so many ways. And I just love that you're spreading kindness. I like to spread kindness on the podcast. And I think you like to spread kindness through your bracelets. So we definitely have a lot in common in that front. But I just want to say thank you for all you're doing, especially as a mom of a girl. Um, She's very impressionable at her age, age nine. I think it's just so important. And she wears her bracelet. And I just like reminding her that she's part of the nice girl gang and she has a big heart and that's what really matters, right? That's what matters to people. Absolutely. Thank you so much for saying all of that. It's exactly why I wanted to start this in the first place to help not only girls like your daughter, but women like you and beyond. So thank you for being a part of the nice girl gang and for having me on today. I really enjoyed chatting with you and I look forward to staying connected. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Adriana. Keep going. Keep being awesome and being kind. Thanks again. Thanks, Nina. Thank you for listening to My Mom's Podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And please share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. She's Nina B. Clark. Clark has an E at the end. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thanks again for listening. Let's keep being awesome. XOXO.